You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morkel. With me, as always, the Dave and Chris to my Kurt, Sean Keller. <laughs> Cut it out! <laughs> and Mike Pareto. Is, is, is this... <laughs> I, I went with Dave Coolio. Cut oh, it Dave out. Coolio. Okay. It, you, you should have done Dave Grohl because those are the uh, members of Nirvana. Oh shit! I can't do a good Dave Grohl. I. Well, he took Dave. You're Chris. Yeah, I don't get. I don't know. I can't do Chris either. This is a little nonsense. <laughs> Jingle Pizza. In 1989, Frank Vespucci opened his small mom-and-pop pizza parlor in downtown Newark, New Jersey. His family recipe of traditional Neapolitan-style pizza was a local hit, and business was booming. That's when Frank chose to hire international jingle legend Byron Campbell. (laughs) I like where this is going. To craft a special song. (laughs) <laughs> what is going I'm on? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> for a modest marketing campaign for his pride and joy, he took a big risk. The tune. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. All right. The tune set Frank back nearly every hard earned penny. And when he'd finally listened to it for the first time, he cried and cried, believing he'd just ruined his life's work and his family's livelihood. Fortunately, despite the really bad jingle, Frank's pizza spoke for itself and his business lived to see another day. So if you're looking for a traditional thin crust pizza with fresh, locally sourced ingredients, look no further. Delicious light cracker crust, a signature tangy red sauce, crisp vegetables, hearty meats, and 16 varieties of artisanal cheese to choose from. There's there's only two ways this can end, and they're both amazing. Frank may have died in a grisly propane tank explosion in 2012. (laughs) But his... But his pizza, well, his pizza lives on. Why don't you try pizza, pizza pie? Try pie, pizza pie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible jingle pizza. (laughs) Oh, the jingle was so bad. Oh, God. It's so yeah. it's so fucking hot here. <laughs> I was thinking about this like in the middle. I, I think I told you guys this came to me in the middle of the night the other night. Yeah, I was struggling so hard not to laugh 
Legos. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to wake up your wife and then she's like, oh, what is it? And you're like, uh, don't worry about it. I, and she's like, I'm insane. No, tell me. And you're like, <laughs> you're like there's a pizza. Pizza, pizza pie. There's some pizza. <laughs> I've had to do that before where I'm like, please just go back to sleep. Don't make me explain this. <laughs> hey, look look up look up Robin Williams eating pussy. And uh he has, he's got a really funny stand up bit on it. I'm sure I'm sure it's great and I'm sure he made it up on the spot. That's pretty much what he did with all of his stand up. Maybe. He's brilliant. It does. But, it makes uh, you wonder, though, because there's there's so many like behind the curtain moments. I mean, like every talk show that any celebrity goes on ever, they have a pre-interview where they discuss every single thing they're gonna talk about, and they pre-plan bits and they rehearse. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I wonder, I wonder what percentage of Robin Williams was pure in the moment improv versus sitting at home or in the car on the drive to the studio thinking. If I do this, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do that. And then, like, having these moments, you know. I think there were, for sure that he probably had, like, a loose plan to begin with, but then cocaine took over. <laughs> that is the X factor, I guess. <laughs> it, was, it was the only item in his set list. It just said cocaine. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't in his later years, you know, like... It, well, sometimes if you're if you're a genius, all you need is cocaine, and then you're. Uh, <laughs> but you don't. It's not like you take cocaine in your twenties. That's holding me back. But it's not like you take it Could in be. your twenties and then you're brilliant for the rest of your life. No, that's exactly <laughs> how. No, you got to keep no, doing no. cocaine. Well, you have to. <laughs> that's how they get you. In his case, especially, you gotta you gotta start out brilliant uh-huh. and then take cocaine. It's and like that a superpower. Takes you to the next level, I, I suppose. That's right. Yeah, you can't just like take cocaine and become brilliant. No, that's not how no, it works. Yeah, of course. Tell you what, though, you could really push paper, hmm. according to Michael Scott. It is a. Uh, th- there is something to that, though, because even baseball players, like when the whole Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa thing was happening in in the late nineties. Uh, people are talking, oh, well, they're taking steroids. It's like, yes, they were, but also they, like, the steroids maybe helped the home runs go from, like, 400 feet to 500 feet, but they were still hitting home runs off of, like, really good pitchers. I totally agree. Unless they were taking something to enhance their reflexes. Which, does that exist? And their skill. It's called cocaine. I don't, uh... Yeah, do they find cocaine in their systems? No, because no. I totally, I totally agree with you on that. I, I don't give a shit about growth hormones and stuff like that in sports. I just don't. If you I want really to don't. destroy your unless, body unless for money, lifting weights, go for it. Well, so, so other than that, other than prematurely ending your career due to injury, the main thing it does is help you to recover from workouts so like mcguire and sosa and so many others Mm. who've taken them like they were already built like fucking tanks and they were gym rats and they were going in and doing the work and then these steroids if anything made it to where they were less tired to go in the next day to do more work so like yes there's an advantage there but it doesn't affect your ability to hit a fucking 95 mile an hour fastball over a fence no it it doesn't really no and uh i i say just let them all use it Make sure it's safe to use and let them all use it. That's it. It's decidedly I, I, not. Yeah, I, I, and that's why <laughs> well, I say no, I mean, let them use it anyway. I'm sure that I, you know, if 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 it were legal in sports, then we would we would find some uh, some safe versions of this shit. But 
I, like you were you were mentioning this the other day, and I was listening to oddly enough, Star Talk has what, uh, you. They, they you have, never well, listen. No, 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 no. But they have a they have a sports uh, show. They do. What? It's like a, yeah, they <laughs> actually. Why don't I listen to this? They actually do. They do two shows. They do the standard, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, Star Talk, and they also do a sports version, which has this uh, who has a professional footballer on it, who's the co-host, and, huh. and there's always this, you know, there's, is that with Neil or with Chuck? Usually it's with Chuck, but Neil is That's sometimes featured. Um, but this this past week was uh, analytics, uh, sports analytics. Huge. And we were talking about how we were talking about how uh, we were. You were on there with Neil. No, no, you and oh, you and sorry. I on the, we're talking about how I was talking with Neil. <laughs> right. We were talking about what, what now? What's his face? The Cub, who uh he's your favorite player. What's his name? Javi Baez. Jenkins. Oh, how he yeah, can look he, in game and watch video. Right. So that's the video, that's that's analytics. That the a lot of a lot of athletes being raised nowadays in the in the sports world use analytics to improve their game. And it's like it's a huge apparently advantage and a huge crutch for to sure a lot of players and uh it's uh, it's interesting to me i don't know i i feel like you have to be really good in the first place for that yes. sort of thing to matter like i just i can't imagine myself watching a video of myself swinging a bat and and somehow being better because of it like it just doesn't but make have any sense. you ever done it no, I haven't. Well, then you don't know that it wouldn't work. <laughs> well, no, but I get what Mike's saying. Now imagine that watching unless, that video and you're doing cocaine. But okay, <laughs> but if you if you've put in the work required to even get to the major leagues, then yeah, by watching a video, you can absolutely look at it and say, "Oh fuck, my front foot uh, flew out," or "Oh shit, I didn't yeah. shift. I didn't shift my weight on that one." Uh, oh, when the pitcher does that, I know the curveball's coming. Y- you can absolutely get that stuff through video. Yeah, and I guess you can also get uh, information on on the pitcher and information on you know uh, what's... how you're how you're being attacked. Strategy too is a right, huge yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, okay, well, so on the first pitch, the first two at bats, he threw me a slider. So this time I'm going to go up there and I'm going to take it because this thing is going off the plate. Right. And then it looks like if I have two strikes on me, he tries to attack me with this pitch. So, yeah, you can totally. I guess I just don't. I guess I just don't see how that's like any less of an advantage than steroids. Having having bigger muscles. You know, like I don't. It seems almost like more of an advantage to a lot of these players. <laughs> it's, right? it's probably it's probably like the same. It's probably equivalent. But there's something that yeah. sounds so dirty and it's like steroids just sounds like cheating just in our lexicon. Like it's just that you're, oh, my God, he's a cheater. He used steroids as opposed to he looked at video. I guess they wouldn't be they wouldn't be taking steroids if there weren't a, if they weren't benefiting from it somehow i mean in their game right they wouldn't be doing it but again it's it's because okay i'm exhausted but i am on steroids so now i can hit the gym again tomorrow and i'm not going to be as tired now like you said if they allowed it to be legal then people would have to weigh their individual pros and cons of okay i'm gonna burn really bright really quickly and be out of the league at age 30 and die at a shorter (laughs) a shorter career why would you do a little sports The spinoff podcast from a little nonsense where Mike and Sean talk and I just sit here for an hour. <laughs> well, no, but but Joe, so and to, now an ad to take this out of sports though. Like, what if uh, what if there was a drug that could give you a great ability in whatever aspect of your life you choose, but it 
causes you to die young or it means that your dick shrivels up or it, like there like there's serious side effects but for a short while you're able to benefit from the positive effects is that it's something like you would it's like glitter stim or like cocaine oh i would use the <laughs> fuck out of glitter stim yeah it is like glitter stim no you're 100% right yeah if i can if i can start reading people's minds that's happening i mean you'll die in like 3 years but okay uh, right you're fine, you're, you're fine with that? Any, you, any substance take... that's going to give me superpowers, really of almost any kind, uh, I'm on board because with what time I have left, shit's going to be awesome well, and, and weird. There and, you go, yeah. And nothing, nothing's guaranteed either, so you might not live for another five days anyway, so you may as well read minds. Well, Damn and, right. And I'm saying three years if you use it, if you become an addict. And I think, which yeah, I the, will. Which you totally would, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who wouldn't? <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody uses glitter stim in a healthy way, uh-huh. right? No. It's not real, so nobody uses it. But, uh, <laughs> well, your first, first statement was correct. Yeah. Yes. I don't yeah, know. I would absolutely I, use it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that would be very tempting to... I was tempted to something. inject steroids while the two of you were talking just to break up the monotony for me. <laughs> you had some guy ready to shoot it up your ass. So there that's, are other, a, that's how they take it. I, they, I mean, yeah, but then I was also going to take, take steroids. steroids. <laughs> there are other ways to gain an advantage too, like blood doping and stuff, right? Where you where you're you can metabolize oxygen into the bloodstream faster, stuff yeah. like that. That yeah. like. That you don't need to you don't need to have big huge muscles, but you can perform for much much longer. Like cyclists get in trouble for that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because yeah. in in endurance sport, I think it would matter way more than like baseball. Oh, yeah. Baseball's really, you know, you that's going to be a hard thing to <laughs> test to test for because you know you're supposed to have blood. <laughs> this man it, has blood. Yeah. No, yeah, he's I, in the clear. I, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing they test how how much oxygen is absorbed into the bloodstream or something. They do. Some, they totally test the, for that. The problem is that uh, apparently there's a natural mutation where some people just just do already. So, like as, uh, they, their natural absorption of oxygen in the bloodstream is like higher or the same as those who are using blood dope. This is very interesting because I was just reading the other day about... So, so there's been, uh, for a while now, some argument about whether trans athletes should be allowed to compete in their respective gendered uh, sports. And I read an article Mm -hmm. recently about a woman whose testosterone count, or I guess her levels, her hormonal levels, were so high that they disqualified her from uh, competing in the Olympics. And I believe she was a sprinter. Um, But it's it's a female. It's a woman. She identifies as a woman. Uh, It's not a transgender. But... She, like so, I guess so it's a it's a biological woman, uh, female, uh, biological female. female with a super high testosterone. Yes, so and, I, it, and I it's also like, identified as a female and had very high testosterone. Yes, Natu- and so and without so, taking naturally, naturally, okay. it was it was a it was a biological uh, defect. So so in that case, they actually they said you're not allowed to compete unless you take something to lower your levels. And so it's a, at, at that point, it's like well. You know, Michael Jordan could jump really high. That was like a biological defect. He so, should have had to wear weighted shoes. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what. So it, it kind of where is that line of like, well, shit. We let them compete. How do we level the playing field? Because some people are just special. 
Some people just I fucking feel, have I that. I think all right. athletes should be uh, handicapped to perform at my level of athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if you're playing, so in a, then I can play with them. <laughs> if you're if you're playing a video game, that's how it works, right? Like there's it's balanced. They do, yeah, they balance it. You know, but but in real life, it just doesn't work that way. So, do we find a way to balance it? Usain Bolt life? races Joe, but Usain Bolt is on <laughs> is on the moon. <laughs> I think no, he'd like, still win. Yeah, you, you get you get a handicap, right? You but I could bolts. I could play I could play one on one with uh, insert name of current basketball player here. <laughs> but the and you know you just put some oven mitts on him and maybe like <laughs> tie his legs st- together stiletto heels. <laughs> you can't handicap individuals though, like unless you have a a, a complete, a comprehensive understanding of every single one of their levels that we don't even know yet. Like how yeah, do you exactly, even yeah. you know? There's no way to monitor that and put that. Well, in the it'd, place. Be, it'd be a rolling process, you know, if one person. It clearly is doing much better than someone else who has been handicapped, and you handicap them more. But the, that's the fun of sports, though, is to watch a Michael Jordan who is playing yeah. with with nine white <laughs> nine Sean, white guys on the I court. Think I'll tell you what the fun of sports is. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you are the the person to, to talk to about that. But no, but you do want the Tiger Woods, you want the Michael Jordan, you want the Babe Ruth, you want that one outlier. That's the guy who you're like. Holy shit! This is why I watch that sport is to see this person who well, it's a generational talent. I agree, I, and I feel like the point is the difficulty of the game itself. Like we we should have this understanding that there should be a baseline of athletic ability, and then and then your individual talent should determine how good you are. Yes. Do you know what would make sports interesting to me? is if they were so difficult, normal people couldn't even play them. Like, there was just this absurd level of athleticism required to do even the smallest thing in it. I mean, that's a I lot mean, of sports. I get, I get what you're saying. I, what, really, no, what you most... can, you, we could go play football right now. But, but not against not really... football players. Not against... Who gives a shit? I don't. I don't want to watch was, other people was, uh, play football. I think it was Bill Murray who was saying... That we should for the Olympics, we should just have ordinary people out there competing <laughs> with competing with the Olympians to show the re- like everybody oh all the normal exactly the level that would be hilarious. Oh, it'd be, it'd be crazy people because it's like you I think volunteer. you think you're doing the sport. Do you but guys you're remember not doing the sport? Do you remember really? pros versus Joes? No, I, I don't. I remember ad I, spots for it. There was, yeah, there was a show, Pros vs. Joes, I think it was on ESPN, where they took professional athletes who were all retired. These were all 40, 50-year-old athletes, and they took random people who were like, yeah, I could fucking get a touchdown, and I could do this. And then they put them against these guys, and even two decades out of the league, these guys were smoking them and fucking flattening them. And Absolutely. it was embarrassing. Yeah, because yeah, even, even out of shape... These beasts, like, we don't understand how, like, athletically gifted these guys are. Yeah, it's just not interesting, though. Mm. But also, there, make, there is something the to be harder. said. There is something to be said for the psychological, like, element of it. Like, I was watching, you know, the the, uh, the Last Dance, and there's that episode where uh, Jordan, you know, decides, okay, we're all going to shut down Tony Kukoc, right? Right, yeah, in the Olympics. At the Olympics, and it was because of that choice, that psychological factor, that he that 
he just fucking got shut down by these guys. I mean, like it could they could have yeah. just played a normal game, still would have won by by a huge margin. Sure, but but they committed their their strategy to just shutting him down, and it was uh, spectacular. All right, so I got an idea for a new sport. All right, this will replace all current sports. <laughs> it's called shut the fuck up about this, sports. This already <laughs> sound, it already sounds like a Joe idea though, because it's all right. I have an idea. And it shuts down everything that came before it. <laughs> Listen, you tell you tell me that uh, baseball's more exciting than this, and I'll back off. Uh, all right, all right. So it's kind of like uh, kind of like soccer, but you play with your hands. But everyone has loaded forty-five caliber handguns. <laughs> it sounds like an American sport to me. Oh well, yeah, obviously it's an American sport. <laughs> this is going to be an American league. It's called gunball. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they did uh, on the subject before I forget because it made me think it's a of it. Very on, low scoring game on the subject of handicapping individuals. There very have, high injury. There, there have been there have <laughs> been cases. Uh, there have been cases where because of one particular talent, the league as a whole did need to make changes. The one that jumped out at me was when Wilt Chamberlain came into. I believe at that point it was the ABA. It might have been the NBA. I think it was the ABA. Um, they said for, to shoot a free throw, you have to shoot from the free throw line, and, and that's how you do it. And, but there were no like specific rules, so Wilt Chamberlain actually got a running head start and took off and jumped from the free throw line and would just dunk it. And it, <laughs> and, really? and it yes, and at that point, they said, okay, so you actually have to like stay behind the free throw line to shoot free throws. Uh, so there have been times where because of certain athletes they've said okay we need to change a rule because this guy's too overpowered now imagine during the free throw one of the opposing players gets to fire <laughs> off around at him <laughs> that's gonna be a very short game and i guess i guess they're always make, they're always listen each team has about right? 80 players because you're gonna have to make a lot of substitutions as they start dropping <laughs> this, like the, uh, the, the three-point line is probably farther back now than it was 20 it years ago isn't it yes and there didn't used to be a three-point line Right. But yeah, and, they, uh, they did move it back. The pitcher's mound, they had to move that back because pitchers were becoming too dominant. So they, uh, oh, they actually, they lowered the pitcher's mound because there was so much leverage, the pitchers were dominant. And then they also moved it back to give the yeah. hitters an advantage. So yeah, people have been tweaking sports uh, for decades because players get better. My initial yeah, even... gut reaction was to start the game with a starter pistol, but I feel like that would prompt violence <laughs> just right away. <laughs> Players that would, would be, be an confused. issue. Yeah, was that my guy? Was that their guy? <laughs> oh shit, they're shooting. <laughs> I think I want to say the the three point line for the NCAA is is almost where the three point line for the NBA was. Like when I was, it like, is back it's in where the it 90s. used to be. Yeah, I will yeah. say, Mike, we've got about five more seconds before Joe just yeah no ends the podcast. We, got, <laughs> we haven't even I'm about started to quit the, the show. show. So. <laughs> Just getting you warmed up, Sean. I appreciate it. That's what I need Sean on these, on these fully recordings. Sean is erect now. <laughs> I, need, I need to get warmed up on these things. I'm never loose. I'm always so, I'm always so, so stoic. so and... uptight. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, have you ever been on a long car trip or stuck in traffic when suddenly you need to use the bathroom? Uh, absolutely. What did you do about it? Stop at a gas station? A restaurant? You've wasted precious minutes of your life that you will never get back. He's right. 
never be caught in this situation again with the Auto John. <laughs> the Auto John turns your normal boring car seats that you can only sit on into a fully functioning human waste disposal system. With Autojohn, <laughs> you can freely pee and poop directly into your car seat. Mm. The Autojohn is not a conventional toilet and wastes no water, saving the environment. Instead, the Autojohn uses a proprietary air compressor to remove your waste from your car or light truck's interior and forcefully shoot it directly out of the back of your automobile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Per perpendicular <laughs> to the ground at 4,000 PSI. <laughs> the Auto John. Poop in your car. I, I think my car's going to lift off. <laughs> that thing's perpendicular to the ground. That is going to make a mess. I will, I will attain the flight <laughs> for a brief moment, I believe. Yes, the, the, your car or light truck will hover slightly as, <laughs> as your affluence is being carried away. This, this is, of course, the Mark II. The, uh, the Mark I had it firing parallel to the ground, and oh. it was causing a lot of accidents. <laughs> that a shit gun. I, 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 yeah, if it, if it shot uh, directly behind you, you would not want to tail that person. No, no. Uh, or make sure you got good wipers. That, that did remind me. Do you guys remember, like, a decade ago that... NASA astronaut who, yeah, like, the diaper. Who, who drove from Texas to Florida in a diaper to like confront this guy who she had a crush on or something. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. She yeah. was a NASA astronaut that just like went crazy. Not, yeah, well, I mean, not a let's great not, candidate let's not for jump to conclusions here. I mean, well, so far, I'm, I don't remember the story, and all I've heard so far is that a perfectly reasonable. <laughs> human being needed <laughs> to drive a, needed to take a long drive did not have an auto john <laughs> and quite smartly quite smartly wore an adult diaper to take care of business because she didn't uh, want to stop yeah yeah her name was lisa nowak that's right <laughs> lisa nowak yes i'm gonna i'm gonna paste her gonna paste her uh headshot or she, her uh she like had like a, less than a mm -hmm. year prior yeah. she was operating like a robotic arm up on the space station and then she got back to Earth and was like, wait, is this guy fucking that lady? Now, what did she do once she she got there? Because so far, she put I'm on, on her okay, side. Okay, hang on, hang on. She put on, she went to the airport where... I'm going to read it. Okay, please. No, actually, from Houston, drove from Houston to Orlando, Florida. She packed on, on 4, 5 February 2007, she packed latex gloves, a black wig, a BB pistol, and ammunition, pepper spray, a hooded tan trench coat, a two-pound drilling hammer, black gloves, rubber tubing, plastic garbage bags, approximately $585 in cash, her computer, an 8-inch Gerber folding knife, and several other items before driving 900 Mike, miles Mike, to Mike, Florida. I, before you get any deeper, I'm going to need you to go back through that list slower. You were way too quick. You breezed over the wig and trench coat in particular. I did not want to waste too much time No, on no, it, this isn't wasting time. This is, this is now the, the entire point so of this we, episode. We already it's, know. It's we already breaking know. down... Her picnic basket here. <laughs> we 
We already know in advance that she was wearing a diaper. Okay, right. so I just okay. want to reiterate You can omit this. that from the list. Wait, she, did she have other diapers, like, to change herself? I, I'm just letting you know, in advance, she had a diaper. She's wearing a diaper. Right. Yes. But yes. were there the more? Driver. But also she <laughs> packed latex gloves, a black wig, a BB pistol and ammunition, pepper spray, a hooded trench coat, <laughs> a two-pound drilling hammer. The, the, tre- the trench coat, okay. just with visions of full-on Carmen San Diego, is giving me such happiness. <laughs> Black okay, gloves. Wait, no, Mike, pause. We're pausing right. you. You, you. We, you're, we're going to stop you a lot. Gonna, I'm just telling you that. <laughs> No. A, there's a lot to process here. We have a lot to unpack. First of all, I just want to compare the implied viciousness, the disparity of implied viciousness between a BB gun and a drilling hammer. Yeah, what was that Well, we're going to fire a warning shot and then use a I'm drilling gonna, hammer. I'm going to sting you. And then pulverize your face. <laughs> Drilling hammer. <laughs> well, well, this was clearly just a, a short-term sort of crazy thing, though. She only drove 900 miles <laughs> with a diaper. Very to get committed. there. Okay, so we were uh, we were we were at the drilling Whew, hammer. Yes, you may continue. <laughs> Black gloves, rubber tubing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Plastic plastic garbage bags. Uh-huh. Sure. Approximately five hundred eighty-five dollars in cash. Mm-hmm. Her her computer, an eight-inch Gerber folding knife. <laughs> that's too many inches. That's a, that's a large <laughs> knife. I, why does it's, that even fold? That's way a, too yeah. many inches. Have you ever that's seen like a kitchen a folding knife, knife that, folds. that big? An eight-inch folding knife is ridiculous. <laughs> All that's together, so big. Wait, wait, wait. Is that's that, a is that eight knife. inches unfolded, like handle and blade, or is that an eight-inch blade? <laughs> you extend it to, to say, 15 inches? I got to say, if, it, if it's an eight-inch knife, it's an eight-inch blade. Yeah. That's what I would think, too, but that... For sure. That, that makes... What the fuck is an eight-inch folding knife used for? It's just a big-ass knife. I mean, Skinning I deer, probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but most of the knives hunters carry don't fold. Yeah, that's true. I don't this know. Is, the- this is uh, particularly interesting. Early police reports indicated she wore maximum absorbency garments. <laughs> well, she only took the M-A-G. one diaper. She only An took the one diaper, diaper and didn't change herself. She's gonna need max absorbency. Yeah. Apparently, this is like this is like a legit like NASA issued diaper. <laughs> <laughs> she wore a space diaper. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, it, uh, just you know, with you and our listeners, if I had the opportunity to y- wear a space diaper, I would, I would do that. Oh, ten times out of ten, same here. Yeah. So just no, for the story she, alone, <laughs> she went to the Ur- Orlando right airport. She waited an hour at baggage claim, and then proceeded to the airport parking lot, where she located and confronted Colleen Shipman. Hang on, hang on. I, I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. This is the, I, ga- the girl. I, 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 I read that she waited at the baggage claim, saw this lady get off her flight, and then put the wig and the trench coat on. Let's see. That's not how stakeouts should work. You should <laughs> put not, the disguise. Right? You should already be in the disguise. <laughs> you should already be in the disguise before you even get close to your 
to your lo- your stakeout location. Right. No, that's what I I'm mean, saying. Mike. You could seriously teach this woman a thing or two about <laughs> finding people. <laughs> anyway, though. So yeah, I, I don't see that bit, but she All had right. to. She had to have done that. She put it on. I know she did. Yeah. Okay. So she put the wig and the trench coat on, and she confronted the woman at baggage claim. Uh, at her car. Yeah, in her car. She she tried to open the car door, asked for a ride, and started crying. Yes. Shipman rolled the window down a couple of inches, after which Noak sprayed pepper spray into the car. <laughs> I, I I have yet to see the problem. So so hang on. So so in the in the version that I read, uh, she went to the car. Knocked on the window or tried to open the door, and the lady was like, "What?" And she was like, "Hey, um, I, I think I think I'm being followed. Can you give me a ride to my car?" And the lady was like, "No, sorry." And then Lisa was like, "Oh, well, can I use your phone?" And the lady was like, "No, sorry, it's out of batteries." And and then Lisa pretended like she could not hear her through the window, and that's why she cracked the window open. Ah, uh, and, okay. and that's when she sprayed pepper spray into the car. I feel like if you're at this point and you know you're going to assault this woman, why are you letting a window stop you when you've got that uh, hammer? The drill. Yeah, when you've got that 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 hammer drill contraption. Was that still in her I car like, at that point? I don't know. And I guess so. She was she was arrested on charges of, of attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with battery, and destruction of evidence, which I'm assuming was the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> that was destruction of She's like, evidence. I, yeah. I can face going to prison for the rest of my life, but I can't face people knowing that I wore this shitty diaper for 400 miles. <laughs> space diaper, Michael. Get I your nomenclature like, right. I feel like if I put a space diaper on, even if I was driving 10 minutes, I would totally take a shit in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, cause just because you know just, you have it on. Just a piss at least. Yeah, at least, a, at least a long piss. But I think a shit, even if I didn't have to go, I'd be like... When am I going to get this chance again? <laughs> and that's why Sean has hemorrhoids. Let's give this baby a shot. <laughs> he has prolapsed his anus from pushing. <laughs> this thing was built by NASA. I'm going to take a shit in it. <laughs> I mean, would you shit in something built by NASA? That seems like a rare feat. I don't think I don't think I would shit in anything but a Do toilet. Do I get to unless pick really what the thing is that I'm going to shit? <laughs> Joe shit in the space shuttle. <laughs> yeah, just in the cabin right yeah, before takeoff. Right on the seat. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Joe, right, before, Joe, right before they sealed up the dragon, I just popped in there and pinched a, big, a loaf, and then took a big dump in the filtration system. Houston, we have a we have a number two in number one. <laughs> All of our water and air is poison, and we're going to die in the next five minutes. Thanks, and Joe. launch in three, two. <laughs> what? No, wait! Ah! That's how the Challenger exploded. Joe took a shit in the cockpit. Yes, when I was what one year old. Hey, you would have went wearing a diaper, huh? I was wearing a space diaper. <laughs> Man, it's got to be expensive to keep your kids on space diapers these days. <laughs> there's pampers, there's hugs, or loves, and then there's 
NASA space diapers. <laughs> Only $89 per diaper. <laughs> yeah, and of course, they're mylar on the outside, so they're very shiny, very, very <laughs> futuristic looking. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's a lot of insulation there. <clears throat> Man. I guess like they're turds fresh. There is a there is an idea of uh, 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 for a space station to to put the shit on the outside in the plumbing of of the space station so that the shit is actually shielding the space station from radiation. Oh, like it's like insulation. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like functioning as a radiation shield. But, so, but so, someone would so have to over pat time that when on. people are when so so over time when people are living up there, they just more and more are living in some kind of space poop castle. Yes, I mean. Isn't that what like bees do? Isn't isn't that like how hives are created? Don't yeah, they take a- excrement and build it, and then we eat it? That, well, we we eat it good. But but the problem I see is that they'd have to either take a hose and then spray it like spray <laughs> spray foam insulation, or they'd have to take like globules out there and like pat it in. Uh, either I feel, way, I feel I feel you'd have to take like the spackle approach to it because. <laughs> With one of those you know, little flat shells. No, like a, a trowel. <laughs> I believe that's called a trowel. Yes, with a trowel. <laughs> no, you got to go that way because you if have you're to spraying, trowel the bowels. If you're spraying your shit too much, you're going to lose too much of it to space. It's you're just right, going to float off. You're, this is a trowel job. <laughs> you're wasting shit. <laughs> this is a trowel job for sure. <laughs> And there's the name of the episode. <laughs> Trial job, for sure. Oh, my God. Whoo, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be like, the. it's going to be the, the the intern's job. The first person up in space that's going to be like, hey, yeah, welcome. All those space interns. Yeah, welcome to space, Ricardo. Space uh, interns. <laughs> we're, you, we're, not that? Pay, we're not paying you to go to space, but you're getting some college credit. <laughs> Why don't you grab that uh, trowel there? <laughs> It's your first spacewalk. <laughs> yeah, we're totally going to send an, or pay an extra $10,000 a pound to send <laughs> your intern ass into space so you can <laughs> shit onto the, the space station. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, they'll God, have to do that for, for a mission to Mars, probably. Man, I really wish they had sent this woman to Mars with uh, with with a four person crew. That would have been really <laughs> with an eight inch blade. <laughs> that would have been really interesting. She would have done just fine, I'm sure. They should have sent you're talk, her. You talking about dark haired Jason Muse, Lisa Nowak. No, she they, does kind of so, look like Jason Muse. They, I know. They, they should have sent her and Colleen and the guy they were fighting over on a mission to Mars. <laughs> and see what happened. <laughs> Oh my god! I'd want—I mean, that's the first reality show I'd really want to watch. I would just put the three of them like in a habitat, a reality show on Mars. That'd be the shit. Oh, that would be awesome. They got to know they're going to make a shitload of money with a reality show. That's how we're going to send people to Mars. Yeah, let's tell uh, that. That show, I guarantee you, would get really dark. Like, <laughs> like really fast, like way darker than anyone is expect. Everybody I, would be dead. Well, I don't think. Of. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of reality shows that have featured like cast members dying. Right. I, 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 I'm not too optimistic on like the first manned mission to Mars going well. I mean, yeah. aside from the fact that we don't have any plan really to bring them back, it just seems like the odds of going that far. 
and successfully like colonizing Mars. It just seems think, pretty, well, okay, pretty far-fetched. Sean, Sean, have you factored in rubbing the outside of the vessel with your shit? <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the trowel. <laughs> the trowel. Okay, now uh, that you mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> I don't think any... Uh, it's ridiculous to me to even consider sending a, like, no-return mission to Mars. Like, that... Isn't that what it all is, though, at this point? But that, yeah, but that's so stupid. Like, why, but why so the So many fuck? people have signed up for it, though. Anyone who... But... Those are the exact people I don't want to go. Those are the, spa- <laughs> those are the space interns. Those people are fucking <laughs> crazy. There are so many people, though, who have said, oh, a one-way ticket to Mars? Sure, I'll go. Let's do this. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not running away from anything here. <laughs> yeah, Come definitely. On. They're, they're not taking demons with them along Jesus with their one person. No, you know what? To play devil's advocate, though, like... What is your life going to amount to anyway? You know that you're going to be used for scientific study. Yes, it's a one-way ticket, but you get to be the only person or one of a handful of people to die not on this planet, and you're helping mankind through science. So what I'm saying is that why would you would you not volunteer if it were a two-way ticket? Like what? Why not make it a two-way ticket? Well, Let's sure, that, that's that. the ideal scenario. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do it. I, I would not volunteer for a one-way one mission, but mm. I, I can see how some people would be like, I just yeah, think, I don't care. I think the difference between a one-way ticket to Mars and a two-way ticket to Mars is like is like four four years of research. Like, I just, I don't think that you need to, like, go now. Just wait until we can do it. I, I can't... I. How many people do you think they would need to send to stave off suicidal boredom? Because well, they, they think it's four. They think it's four. I believe. The, I don't think that's, that's enough people. That's not enough people. I don't I, know. I, I, you're with them for like three years just to okay, get there. Are the you number, the number for Mike. The number for Mike is two. It's just him and his wife. But no, for right. most they, people, they it's a larger number. You're in a small no, shuttle no, no. for how long just oh, to get there? Maria would kill Mike for sure. Yes. Do I get, but do Mike I get would to watch? Fine. Do I get to watch TV and play video no, games? No. Why would you? No. There's because no video games. Video games. Yeah. TV a limited amount you get to take like recorded no, no, stuff you, with okay, you. Okay, all right. You still have the internet there? Not really. I guess it takes, you can't take it takes your, a really long time it, for your well, yeah, upload. You, you just have to you just have to download everything. But yeah, you still have it. I you guess. Your, if you're putting your request and the download starts an hour later. <laughs> Believe me, that's going to be a top priority for people going to Mars Look, is having the our ability Google to, chats are going to be really is awkward. Be terrible initially. Our, our Google chats are going to be real awkward when we have to wait eight hours for Mike's response. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's not eight hours. It's about no, 40, it's 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's real egg on my face. It would still be a little bit difficult, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we would ask you how you're doing, and then the episode would be over when you tell us you're okay. <laughs> yeah, we would have to stop the podcast, Mike. Is that what you're trying I, to do? I'm the guy who's saying I don't want to fucking go on a oh, one-way okay. trip. Then why did you sign Mars? up? <laughs> he wants to spackle the shit on the side of the shuttle. <laughs> I just <laughs> I withdraw my question. That is a it's that a, noble, is a perfectly valid noble reason. <laughs> I just think I people are really, you, really, really underestimating how uh, horrible it is there. It's, like, it's terrible. You, you you land, and then it's like, let's set up a tent in these rocks. And it's, it's a just, worse Antarctica. It's like Antarctica yes. with no air. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's and like there's zero uh like le- uh what is it margin for error there's like none yeah Oh, yeah, I got a I hole in my space I, I can suit. tell you, Matt Damon did not look like he had a good time. <laughs> in Antarctica, it's like, oh, we better get this tent up before nighttime. And on Mars, it's like, oh, there's a, a pin ruptured my suit, and you're time dead. Time to <laughs> <laughs> And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And worst case scenario in Antarctica, you can just eat the ice and you have water. You know, yeah, right. like... Hey, our Can't. water filtration's down, and you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I couldn't plant this potato, and he's gone. <laughs> there's, there's no, yeah, there's like no forgiveness. No, on Mars. No, you got to be really 100. percent That's on your, on your game. You got to be. I like, mean, all early pioneer shit was that level of danger, more or less, because we didn't have the capability to handle anything. But Joe, but they sent more than four fucking people. To a new land. Well, they had to. Yeah, but they right, didn't operate but, the but ship. But they didn't end up with more than four people. I mean, let's be realistic. They all died. If you played Oregon Trail, you know everybody. That's, no, died. no, everybody I'm talking dies about of like dysentery. Pe- you never people, make it to the Dalles. People who like crossed oceans and shit had more than four fucking people with them. Yeah, I just, I personally, and you know, this is because of my personality type, but. I don't. That's not like a barrier at all to me. Is the number of people that oh, that God. to me is is a very strange thing. But I get Sean why. needs enough to fill like uh, an auditorium to watch him do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I would need at least forty five people <laughs> so that I could Required try out new episodes of my show. Star Wars show. <laughs> if I if I have the ability to. <laughs> Sean, you got a residency on Mars. <laughs> Think about all the shit on the side of the shuttle. <laughs> if I can use if I can use uh, the internet to download TV shows and watch and play video games, Fast and Furious Twelve. I think Joe's right. I think one person. I probably couldn't go by oh my myself. God. I'd probably die on my own. Just- <sighs> Just jerking off way too much. <laughs> no, it's it's just you have to have more than four people because look, one person is gonna die from some mysterious thing. Okay, the then shirt. you're then you're left with three people, and two of those people are gonna like get into a fight and they're not gonna talk to each other. So then there's one sane person left. Then you gotta start planting potatoes and shit, and it's like, well, who's gonna help you with it? And it, so it, you you have to have like. 19 people minimum <laughs> to, to survive on this planet. Well, I, again, we're uh, you're supposed these people are supposed to go through rigorous like testing, like mental Lisa health. Lisa Nowak was a NASA <laughs> astronaut <laughs> who drove 900 miles That's to why put on I a said, wig and a trench coat. <laughs> I would have loved to see her yeah, on just, one of just these. Just to missions. punctuate that, just to punctuate that, Mike, uh, re- read the list of stuff she took with her one more time. <laughs> She went through rigorous training. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look it up again. Hold on. Give me. Give me one second. She's one of these people she, you're talking uh, about. She's more qualified than 99 percent of the world to go to Mars. So, so she took uh, a. Pa- she packed latex gloves, <laughs> a black wig, a BB pistol, and ammunition. Pepper spray, a hooded tan trench coat. Obviously. A, a two-pound drilling hammer. Two pounds! <laughs> two pounds! Black gloves, 
rubber tubing. So she had black gloves and latex gloves, by the what way. What is the rubber tubing for? Do Rub- either of you know? tubing. Tur- tur- tourniquets? What? What? I don't like, know. I yeah. After like, after you hit someone and tying it with off, the hammer yeah. and they yeah and they start hemorrhaging, you're gonna have to tie that off with some rubber tubing. Yeah, <laughs> All Pla- right. that makes plastic, sense. Plastic plastic <laughs> garbage bags. I don't know of other kinds of garbage bags, but uh, plastic <laughs> Paper garbage, garbage bags. bags. Burlap. <laughs> Five hundred eighty-five dollars in cash. It's a lot probably, of cash. She probably brought six hundred and stopped at like Chipotle or something on the way. <laughs> Hence the diaper. Hence <laughs> the diaper. Uh, diaper came in, came in real handy. <laughs> her computer, an eight-inch Gerber folding knife, and apparently, apparently several other items. I'd like to know what those were. <laughs> if there were, there were more were, items. They she didn't, didn't make even the list. Use most of what she had. <laughs> outside of the trench coat, outside Is of that, the trench coat, the wig, and the pepper spray. See, there was a Nintendo DS, a Rubik's cube. <laughs> Uh, a four-leaf clover. <laughs> a trowel. <laughs> Got a trowel. A trowel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's an astronaut. She's got to have a trowel. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Good lord. I totally forgot to get the bell out. Oh no, where's your I, bell? I thought, I thought we were all just doing so well. I thought we were all having very successful conversations. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I guess that's why I didn't notice until this point. I kind of wish I had it when you guys were talking about sports at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm here surprised we are. You, I'm surprised you didn't remember it at that <laughs> moment. I, 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 I spaced. I completely forgot how this show works. Letting go is never easy, and assisted suicide is still taboo. So many suffer the indignity of passing from a long, drawn-out, painful disease. What if there was a way to say goodbye on your own terms while also making a spectacular exit. Introducing Epic Goodbyes. Oh. Epic Goodbyes will architect a way out that's so memorable, your friends and family will be talking about it long after you're gone. My dad didn't die of stage four renal cell carcinoma. He fell into a crocodile infested river while trying to cross an old rope bridge. He was on an adventure. Epic Goodbyes will end your loved ones' lives with true, amazing adventures. You'll no longer have to fabricate their obituaries to make it appear their life really mattered. His plane, which was carrying food for the starving children of Uganda, went down. It crashed into a shark that was about to kill a baby. (laughs) Fred died a goddamn hero. (laughs) Goddamn hero. Aunt Christine drove a stolen Lamborghini off a cliff. She was awesome. (laughs) My wife Helen was smushed by a giant boulder. She wasn't even sick. (laughs) Epic goodbyes. Something to really tell your grandkids about. (laughs) Smushed. I don't know why that that word got me. But, uh, <laughs> smushed by a giant boulder. Ah, she was not the usual verb. No, smashed, crushed, not smushed. No, I just smushed is such a like child-friendly verb to describe <laughs> yeah. to describe being horribly crushed by a giant boulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, question no. if the if the Mars trip was two way. 
would you go? Like knowing that this is the first go of it, you might still die. The first but if go you survive, you get to come back. Absolutely not the first go, no. If it was Mike, a would you, would you take the, the first go? The third or fourth I would. I wouldn't take any go to Mars. <laughs> no, not <laughs> taking any go. No, I'm mean, certainly the safe, the safe. No, I just, safe. I just don't, I don't have any desire to go to Mars. Like, There's nothing me, there, really. Give me a better planet. I'll go there. <laughs> I, I mean, Titan. I, you know, I mean, we don't have any better planets in a, in a accessible distance. Michael, go to the moon of Europa. If, if I could take if, if if I could do a two-way trip to Europa in a submersible, I would do that fifteen times before I'd go to Mars even one time yeah. with a with a colony on it. I don't give a shit about Mars. It's a dump. <laughs> it's a dump. <laughs> I I certainly would, I would not go, go the first I would time. go on the first trip just because I want to be one of the first people that Mike acknowledges as having been to space. <laughs> no, you yeah, wouldn't be yeah. in space though, really, no, that's, would you? That's space, yeah. No, that sure. that that yeah. counts to Mike. That's space. That's interplanetary uh, space. Okay, okay. I guess there's a fr- <laughs> there's a there's a small section of space between the Earth's orbit and Mars's orbit. It's well, not a small space. That's certainly that's certainly a very large space compared it's to qu- the it's quite large. <laughs> compared to the space that you consider space. <laughs> I consider space above my airplane. <laughs> that's where I consider space. That's where space, space begins. <laughs> the space begins. <laughs> we bring your eyes. <laughs> Welcome back to Sounds of the 90s. <laughs> he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> this time, Dave Matthews. No, this cheek about to beat in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shit. Uh, <laughs> George Lucas. Uh, <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. Uh, hi. You're back on Lucas, <laughs> Lucas Talks. Uh, I uh, went into space to film Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we filmed uh, on location in Yavin 4. Uh, <laughs> right beyond the moon. Beautiful jungle moon. <laughs> the trouble in making Star Wars was finding all of the aliens first. <laughs> uh, we used some extras uh, from uh, Titan. <laughs> uh, shipped them over to Yavin 4. <laughs> um, Joe, I, I, I wish you would let yourself watch trailers because the trailer for Mandalorian uh, uh, Season uh, 2 dropped today. No, it did, thought- it dropped! I thought, gonna, I thought you were going to make some commentary on No, I'm it. not okay. going to. No, I, I, I love and respect Joe. I'm not going to spoil it. Thank you. I'm just going to say the, the trailer for Mando 2 dropped today, and it looks fucking awesome. That's all. I, I have nothing but faith in it, which is why I don't need a trailer. Yeah. Because I'm going to watch it. Yeah. No, I was going to watch it, too. Yeah, I, know. I was thinking about it also, but. Uh... I know we can't talk about it. No, we can't. So. No. Bell. I know we can't. I mean, if, you really, if you really want to, we could pretend it's the sports thing again. I'll just take my headphones off and stare at you guys until the show's over. Look, I know we can't. Wait, no, mention you can't do the... that because I have to edit this one. <laughs> we can't talk about it. We can't mention the brand new and all of the <laughs> and of course the the crazy appearance. 
The but, impressive uh, thing was how I edited this episode, put those beeps in there, and didn't actually hear the spoilers. <laughs> Amazing. That's how good I am. You should see what I can do with a trowel. <laughs> Looking at this headshot of Lisa Nowak again, and I, she, she fucking knows that she knows what. She knows that she Fucked was a up. goddamn idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it, and she's like, oh, she was like, oh, God. That's a face of shame right there. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that up. That is the oh, face of shame. I, <laughs> uh, I probably should have known that. And she was, like, married with kids, right? I'm pretty sure she was, like, married with kids. I, I thought that was the whole impetus of it, right? Was that uh, her husband was cheating on her or something. Oh, I thought right. it was that she wanted to fuck this male astronaut, and there was this other female astronaut that wanted to fuck that male astronaut. Are you serious? It's that Wait, they're weird? All that's astronauts? What, that's, what, that's what I read, yes, was that there was this male astronaut that Lisa wanted to fuck. How many astronauts are there that you wouldn't recognize another astronaut just wearing a wig? <laughs> well, no, that's why, that's that's why, why she, she had, had, the, had wig. the wig. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> because... Because there's only nine of them, so... Yeah. <laughs> astronauts are like, oh, well, we know all other astronauts. They're also famous. There's no one, <laughs> there's no one with that face and black hair. I, I, gotta, I, I gotta be I honest with name... you, they do, they, they do definitely know each other. There's no they way they don't. But also, I could not name a single astronaut right yeah, but... now. But if you worked Could in you an name office like of one 20, operating, of course, if you worked there, yeah. If you worked in an office of twenty people, you you'd know all of those people, you know. Yeah. I, I, so I get it. Yeah, but also not, if I if I worked at an airport and I saw a woman wearing a trench coat, I would call the fucking police. Yeah. <laughs> in or in Orlando, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a fucking lady in Orlando wow, wearing a really common San Orlando. Diego cosplay. She really thought that through. <laughs> I see. I see. You've packed your drill hammer for <laughs> and your flight. trench coat <laughs> and your full hooded trench coat. <laughs> oh, is this an eight-inch Gerber folding knife? <laughs> I have two. <laughs> it's deer hunting season here in Orlando. Sometimes you gotta cut a deer's head off with a folding knife. Here in. Orlando, <laughs> lots of lots of crazy deer in Orlando. <laughs> I I think I think there are deer in Orlando. God damn Sean. it, Mike! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, it, just it, yeah. It in seems, the city it seems of like it's swamp land. Down Main Street, maybe isn't not it, in the isn't city. It, <laughs> isn't it like the Everglades? Isn't it just gators and fucking Orlando? Orlando is about. 600 miles north of the Everglades. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But well, I, Florida's a long state. <laughs> Florida maybe, is maybe America's wing. It's, it's a long distance from the Everglades. All right. Oh, but otherwise, yes, it's exactly like that. Still gators, though. Yeah, there's gators. <laughs> there are gators, yeah. Gators. There are gators and it's humid. What the fuck would you do if you just were like chilling out in your backyard and a fucking fifteen foot gator <laughs> like just just slithered up? I would probably go inside. <laughs> I would I would calmly walk away and uh, go inside. <laughs> now, if it were do. if it were a small gator, then well, I, I, I might sorry. go say hello. Yeah, well, but a crocodile. Are those uh, indigenous to Florida, or is it just gators? Yeah, there are crocodiles in Florida, but they're... They're, they're certainly not indigenous crocs get way to bigger, Florida. But they're, crocs no, get way bigger than gators, right? Cro the crocodiles do live in the uh, saltwater areas. 
They're like brackish waters. Yep. And saltwater and brackish water in Florida. These, I mean, these, these things are fucking dinosaurs. They're fucking 20-foot-long yeah, they are. They are killing machines. dinosaurs, yes. Yes. That's a fact. That'd be fucking terrifying to just be like, oh, I'm going to flip these burgers, and then, oh, there's a dinosaur! <laughs> I, guess you get, I guess you get used to it, because my mom saw uh, an alligator in the pond behind her house, and she just went, oh, that's cool. They she didn't go inside and then move? <laughs> it, they no, don't really, she was rela- she was surprisingly chill about it. She's getting, uh, she's she's living that Florida life now. God, the, the gators like unless unless you're like real close to them or you're really little, like they're just not they're not really all that scary. They don't they don't go for you. Yeah, but I, I think I, they'd go for Sean. I think they would too. I I've yeah. got uh, yeah. I think gators Sean find has me a very, sexy. Sean has a very eatable quality <laughs> to him. My, I have, I've always heard that. Yeah, maybe they're, <laughs> so from maybe a young they're like, age. Uh, yeah, maybe like if like... I were a cannibal, I would probably eat you first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take that as a compliment. Maybe they're like bulls like, I look and they at go Mike crazy and when I they say, see. You know red. what? He's probably kind of gamey. This is why I can't go on a mission to Mars. Yeah. Is the other, the other three astronauts would be like. Oh, we're definitely eating that guy. Oh, yeah, we're going to eat that guy. <laughs> or oh, you don't that even, guy for we sure. don't even need there to be like a crisis where we have to. We're just going to do it. We're just or, bored of this turkey space paste. Or you'd land there and, and, and everybody would eventually go crazy and think that you were king of the red planet because... because The you, red hair. Because of the red hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Yeah. Definitely how that works. God, I wish so you had your bell, Joe. Don't you, do you Where's remember your that, bell, uh, Joe? Do you remember that quest in Mass Effect Two where you where you go to find uh, Jacob's dad and uh, and he's enslaved the whole the whole planet? Because, <laughs> no, I because, don't remember that. Because they all they all like all the, they all go crazy by eating the food there, and he he oh, has like fuck, his own. I do remember that. He has like his own stash of food, so he doesn't go crazy, and he's like just fucking everybody, and it's like horrible. <laughs> and he's power like, corrupts. Yeah, never saw a Star Trek episode like that. <laughs> that is a that is a great great coming quest. soon season it. two of Picard. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, fucking <laughs> all of these people. <laughs> tell you what I could do for sure right now is fuck everybody. <laughs> Got this Easily. new robot cock. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, oh, God. spoilers. Picard has a robot cock now. <laughs> he does. I was He's trying got a to robot everything. Trying to put myself in Jacob's shoes for that quest, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh man, I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> I want to take a break, but I know that we have like five minutes left. Yeah, we're almost done. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. we we have actually we've done extraordinarily well. We've recorded staying on task, almost yeah. just a solid episode in one. <laughs> it was just this whole episode about Lisa Nowak. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah, it's a real strong episode after we got through that horrible sports nonsense at the beginning. <laughs> Some that people will find that it. interesting. Some yeah, people will. I'll find that interesting. <laughs> are you editing this one? You are, aren't you? No. No, Joe is. This is oh, episode 70. Sorry, Joe. So this episode will be 35 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems likely. Oh, shit. Hey, we uh, we got we got we got life on Venus. We haven't talked about that. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm liking probable the probable life on Venus. Liking the well, direction of this show here. Possible, it's mostly, possible, mostly space topics. Yeah, possible life on Venus, and it's because what is it? It's not phosphorus. What the it's fuck is there? Some phosphine. Gas? Phosphine. Phosphine, which is also usually I, emitted. Emitted. I'd like to add that it's very likely to be life. It's not but, just, but, it's, but it's just because that's the only basis that we have for this level of that. It is, yeah. We've we've explained away. Once every we other find known... life elsewhere, like at least once, I'll be I'll feel better about us saying that you know other things are life. Because well, well okay. let's, so let's we go back to the beginning no faith for in our ability to detect life because we never have. Let's break this down from the beginning though, Mike. Uh, in case people don't know what the fuck we're talking. Okay, about. Okay, so yeah, so uh, the astronomers have kind of suspected that. Uh, one way to find traces of life is to look for biosignatures. And, and uh, something like oxygen, for example, if you find oxygen in the atmosphere of a planet, there's probably life there because oxygen bonds with things very quickly. It's not going to last very long in an atmosphere, right? So if there's sustained if levels of it, even, there's right, probably life. Even if it's life. created by natural uh, means, which is high, difficult to do. So... Another one we look for is phosphine, which is produced by microbes. Uh, there are natural ways, abiotic ways, like chemical ways to produce phosphine. But none of them, I mean, they went through every single possible way. And none of them, even, even including like a comet impact or multiple comet impacts, could explain literally like one one millionth of the amount of phosphine that they found. Yeah, it would have to be like ten comets impacting every hour. Crash a spaceship (laughs) into the planet that's been slathered in shit with a trowel. Right, Right. exactly. Right. Yeah, and and that's as far as we know that hasn't happened. Which is possible. On top of that, though, more importantly, or equally as important, they're they're getting the signatures from the section of the atmosphere only that we consider to be habitable. So it's not just it's not like it's coming from everywhere. It's only coming right. from a very small section of the atmosphere where life can exist as we know it, which is extraordinary. Like it's it I mean, would be, be more extraordinary if it were deeper down. If well, <laughs> yeah, and if we could prove it was life and it were deeper down, yes. But sure. the fact that it's coming from this very slim layer and we can't explain where it's coming from other than you know, being, being produced to life. By, by life somehow. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty clear that it I is. I mean, it would be pretty cool just because of how close Venus is. Yeah, it's, it's Earth, the closest to, planet. Yeah. You, you go next door and there's already life. It's also cool. That's fun. It's also cool because Venus is we, it, largely considered hole. one of the least hospitable <laughs> places. Hell, yeah. It's yeah. supposed to... Yeah. I, I, I can't give it a really... Uh, verbose poetic description but it, it's once you get in underneath the atmosphere like down to the surface i mean it, you, there's not really a surface but no, it's just is, supposed to be there, it's, but, it's but it's supposed planet. to just be like hell it's just it's well, just it's, okay so when you get down to the surface you've got atmospheric pressure that is equivalent to being three thousand feet underwater underwater right it is 900 degrees fahrenheit it is uh not something that life as we know it and like can poisonous gas Poisonous to us, certainly. And if yeah. if this phosphine were being produced chemically, you would think it would it would be more 
you could find it in in the less hospitable parts of the planet too but we're only finding it in this layer that we think is habitable in the goldilocks it's like the least it's like the least shitty part of venus right yeah which the combination of those two things is very it really very significantly points to it being created by life of some kind is it the life that's on venus may have come from earth that's possible, or it could have come from wherever, whatever seeded Earth. If something else I, did, I, sure. hadn't, I hadn't heard that it could have come from Earth, but I have heard that like people were talking as as late as the sixties uh, or seventies about putting uh, floating uh, structures in that level yeah, of the yeah, atmosphere yeah. of Venus. About putting, cloud, I mean, there'd be no breathable cities. air, but it, it would be like hospitable to human. The, life. Yeah, the atmospheric pressure would be similar, and the temperatures would be similar. In that, in You'd that live particular in a sky layer, boat. yeah, sure, yeah, Cloud City, right, right, yes, but kind of like Cloud City. If the life did come from Earth, it would have come uh, from Earth in a, during a period before we had the capacity to go there. Sure, because the amount, yeah. the amount of phosphine. I mean, it would have taken even if like a, a probe had bacteria on it and it crash landed there, or they to multiply know, one, of the, and... one of the Russian probes that went there. It would it would take like a thousand years to get even close to the levels that we have, right, right, in the atmosphere. So, it looks pretty good. It looks it looks like the strongest evidence yet. So I'm I'm guessing if we go to Europa, I was thinking we're going to find microbes in that ocean. I'm thinking we might find more. <laughs> I think you're, it might you're be, talking like complex organisms. I think it might be crazy down there. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, what do you mean by that? You got to see monsters. I'm, I'm saying Obviously. it seems it seems possible. I and mean, we know what we have here. We're seeing that that if 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 in fact it is life giving off the biosignatures in Venus, a very inhospitable place, a place like Europa in the ocean, exactly the same circumstances we have here on Earth. I mean, it could be anything down there. It could be we could have we could have large life forms potentially. Oh my god. On on Europa Enceladus. Who who the fuck knows? I don't know. I, I But it'd be miles beneath the ice. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to get So get your trowels. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get trowels ready. Our episode. <laughs> get your trowels ready. <laughs> Starts to dig it. With a score of zero, everyone is tonight's loser. <laughs> you mean winner. <laughs> no, he means that loser. I know. Not how the show works. <laughs> I know it. I have been and shall continue to remain Joe Moracle. I'm Sean Keller, and uh, I want to spray all my shit on the outside <laughs> of your spacecraft. And I'm Mike Pareto, inventor of the two-pound drilling hammer. (laughs) Have a great week. A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mail hole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense.
nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom and you could be jolly. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Pizza, pizza pie. Try pie, pizza pie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>